Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Well, hello. We are live right now on the Miguel and Holly and the Hot 101.5 Facebook page. Was that intended? Nope. Okay. I like it, though. I like it. Uh, It wasn't supposed to be live. We were supposed to just record it and then post it up on our YouTube channel. Did you do that with our uh, podcast that we did with Chase the other day, too? Uh, No. uh Uh-uh. Oh, that was just recorded. Yeah, that was just recorded. Yeah. This is actually real time. This is real time. Oh, Oh, dear. How you doing? Uh, so, hi. Hey. Uh, if you are, like, just on Facebook scrolling and you're like, oh, I've never listened to Miguel and Holly Uncensored, their off-air podcast. Buckle up. Here it is. Get ready for it, girl. Mm. Uh, so, this is where we talk about everything three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, usually, depending upon our schedules. And we just talk off-air about everything going on in our lives. And you can listen to it. On Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on the Hot 101.5 app. So yeah, Holly, you're, you're looking. Yeah. Who who is uh, on here? Uh, my one of my littles from my sorority. Oh. A little. Yes. <laughs> my actually, my daughter had questions about that because I have like a thing from my big. She's like, "What? Who are these littles and bigs?" I was like, "Oh, I have two littles." And when they're, she was like, "Are they twins?" I'm like, "No, no, that, no." Just no. Okay. Oh, the Greek world. Ah, the Greek world. But anyway, um, Monica is one of my little. So oh. hello. Love and miss you. Thank you for your Christmas card. Aww. Now, were you very responsible, Holly, as a big? I mean, I don't know. I mean, were you a it good was, or bad influence? <laughs> it was college times. Uh-huh. I don't know. What I will tell you is that uh-huh. Monica during college was a very um, respectable and like no nonsense type of like grades girl. Oh, nice. Had fun, but like she would not. I uh, I don't Monica. I don't remember. I I don't remember. But I don't think I ever like tried to like go get her wasted because she wasn't a big drinker. She wasn't. Mm. Into that. Like, you got to tailor it to whoever your little is. So, Monica was not, at the time, a big drinker by any means. So, we did, you know, other stuff. Coffees Mm. and things. Oh, that's good. Because I know, I feel like if I can look back to back in the day. And I know some people on the Facebook page are saying we have some audio issues. Let me know exactly what you're hearing because we can't hear what you're hearing. Right. Um, But I know that there are a couple times when I was... 21 in college and I just started drinking because I waited until I was 21. Mm. But then there were some people in our friend group that now we can all look back and we can laugh and be like, ha, ha, ha. But like, it's kind of illegal well, what we were doing. Yeah. Like, obviously. I was 21 and they weren't. And but we were like, oh, we got alcohol here. Like, that's what's so awkward about the drinking age and like where it is. And in those college days. Yeah. Where it's like you have the ones that are about to graduate like I was. And then the ones that, you know, are younger who are in it. And just it's it's really awkward. Mm. I just feel like that's what everybody does. It's right? kind of like the unspoken like, thing. That's I'm well, not just know. I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but I'm kind of just assuming that that was a lot of people's college experience. I think it's a majority of people that have that experience because I knew when, like, I knew, and I think it's 
most parents know too. Yeah. It's like you're going to probably have some drinks when legally age-wise you're not supposed to. Yeah, I don't even know how you, yeah, that's that's just a thing. Like, did your parents ever say anything about you drinking? And if you're on the Facebook page, let us know if it sounds a little bit better. I adjusted something real quick. But, like, did your parents know that you were drinking at college or, like, was there ever a conversation? No. Well, my mom purposely said, and I give her a lot of props for this, she wanted me to go away to school, and she's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know things that you do there. I just really? don't. There's things I don't need to know about, and I think that's what she meant. Like, oh, I wow. think she meant, I know you're probably going to drink, and I don't want to hear about it. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. That that. Okay, hold on. Um, I'm not sure why it's doing that, so here's what we're going to do. And I'm sorry because we got y'all like all invested in the podcast. Oh, this is terrible, Miguel. <laughs> I'm don't about do to this. say, I'm I sorry. Tease. I don't wait, know. Wait, wait. Let me do this. Hold on. Holly's going to wiggle her button. Oh. Hold on. All right. Let's try this. All right. Holly, now unmute yourself. Hello. Unmute. There you go. All right. Tell, let us know. What about that? Any, right. any of that? And for those of you that are listening on the actual podcast, sorry, you're like, everything sounds great on my end listening. Let us know if that sounds good on the Facebook page. This is what's Yeah, so no, cr- I know the sound is gone. I unplugged it for a second. Well, I'm it's plugging like, it back it's in. A little oh, lag. it says better. better? All right, okay. is it good? Okay, good. We're good. It was my plug. Holly, you just got to wiggle your, 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 your cord a little bit sometimes, girl. You just got to wiggle it. Like every radio engineer will tell you, did you unplug it and plug it back in? <laughs> and then they'll do this. As they come, unplug yes. it, plug it back in, and it works. So I feel like that's every um, IT person, engineer. Yes. They're always like, ugh. Um, but yes, so back to college and <laughs> drinking. Um, I think the first time I ever had an alcoholic beverage, which this is, now this story is a little awkward because it was a little, um, uh, let me think. How do I put this? What is happening? What is wrong that you can't My this? freshman year of college I after I just turned 18 because remember my birthday is in August Uh so like the first two weeks of college I was 17 Mm -hmm. and I had met it was I don't remember what he was but he was involved in like the student life area so he worked for the school he worked for the for the college and I think he was like maybe 27 26 at the time and immediately we had some chemistry Oh, and it was like, "Hey, how you do when? Oh. How you do when?" And so we were like, "All right, we're gonna keep everything cool," because I was still seventeen. Mm-hmm. I turned eighteen, and then we started like we went out to dinner a couple times, and then I think like a month and a half or two months in, I went over to his house because he lived off campus, and you know, some things happened. Yes, Holly, you have a question. This yep. story, yeah, but underage drinking is the bit is the I, thing we need to worry I about. Know, well, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was a different time. No, it was not. <laughs> You're over here like, well, I didn't drink until I was 21, but I did bleep around with one of the people that worked at the college. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I totally forgot about it until. You said that your mom was like, I don't want to know about it because I sort of blocked this one drinking time I had before I turned 21 experience. And like literally, I remember I, we were, I was over at his house and now that I'm looking back, it was probably Jen. 
Um, but I had never had any alcohol before. Oh, gin. And oh. so we had been dating for a couple months at this point, and he was like, well, have you ever had a drink before? And I was like, no, I haven't. He was like, all right, well, let's have you a couple cocktails. I think I had, like, two, and I was like, woo! Well, yeah, that's all it takes. That's I had two Natty Lights the first time that I drank. <laughs> and I was laid out on a couch in a frat house room eating their pretzels. And I was oh, like, I think I'm drunk, guys. Is this is this drunk? Oh, my God. I think I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah it was drunk. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so drunk. Well, then fell asleep. And then the next morning, woke up, had lots of water, and then I went back to my dorm room. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this is how, like, old school this was. Uh, I didn't have a cell phone yet. We only had, like, a dorm phone for the floor. So oh, yeah. yeah. my mom and I had, like, a scheduled, like, twice or three times a week call that I would go to the dorm room floor. It was, like, one of those old school, like, receivers that you had to, like, punch the buttons in. And it was, like, a, um, yeah. a white phone that you took off. Yeah. And so I called her, and she was like, hey, so how, how how's this week at school been? I was like, Mom, you know, I'm always honest with you. Um, I had my first drink last night, and I will never forget. My mom was like, I'm very disappointed in you. Oh. And I was like. like I'm so- I love your mom. She's like my mom. But, like, what is she talking about? I know. That's, like, one of the only times that I, like, I got back, and I was like. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I got to school, college on my own. I've gotten good grades. I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah. And I did the college experience thing first. Yeah. That was my first time. It's not like I missed class. Like, I still made our time. I made my 8 a.m. class. Right. I still called you on the phone. And she was like, I'm just, I'm just disappointed in you. And so we didn't talk for like two weeks after that because I was like that oh, mad. Oh, wow. Well, I was that mad. That's kind of something I would be mad about too. I was mad. And then like we, we got over it and we, got, and we were fine. But yeah. like because of that, I didn't drink. It took me then until I was 21 mm. to drink again. And then like I never, we never talked about it after that because I was like, I'm mad. Did you ever <laughs> tell your parents, Scott? My parents, <sighs> mm, I'm a little bit of a different story. Oh. Oh, well, this is the part where we get to hear about how bad of a kid Scott was. I was I won't <laughs> classify myself as a bad kid, but I was a like I experienced things very young. I got caught drinking for the first time when I was like 13 or 14. 13? Wait, what? Yes. Great. Are you you're in middle school? I was right? I was going into 8th grade. I That's know. Like, it's it's your ridiculous. Your poor precious little body with those <sighs> toxins in it. Those I know. Toxins. That's like the popular kids in high school, that's what they did. Like, I, I didn't drink in high school Well, the at problem all, but... is, you th- yeah, exactly. You think everyone's doing it, and me and my friends thought that. Little did we know that we were the ones doing it. It was you. Nobody else was. You were the crazy people. We were the crazy wow. ones. But, again, like, it never took me off of track of what I was doing. So I, got, I remember I got caught, like, big time, like, going into eighth grade, and I had, a, like, a pretty serious conversation with my parents, but the conversation wasn't, like, I'm mad at you. Go to your room. You're grounded. It was the conversation. I think it really shaped how I viewed alcohol. And it was, it sat me down and they explained like how serious this could lead into and the effects that it's had on our family and how it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it is something to be taken very seriously about. And you are young and you do have people in your family that have had addictions to it. Realize that as you go forward. And, you know, after that conversation, I viewed alcohol a lot differently. I didn't view it as like, oh, I want to get turned up every now and then. But 
And of course, like going forward, yeah, I mean, not gonna lie, I did have a couple drinks with friends, like even in those very early age. But at the same time, by the time everyone in high school was like, oh, it's time to turn up, like I literally was already kind of past it where I was like, I'm good. Like I really buckled down into athletics and school when everyone else out was good. Okay, wait, okay, hold on. I'm serious. Don't try to like whitewash. You're like, but then I turned to athletics no. and I was good. Let's talk about when you were the problem child, when you were in middle school drinking. I mean, like, I never got in trouble for it, though. Okay, I never let it affect my- you were drinking when you were in middle school. Yes. Like, how did you get the alcohol? Did you just steal it from- I like, had the- a period of time, and this is, you know, it's so weird to think back on. It was so bad. But you know, and where I come from, Vero Beach- there's not a lot to do. There's Where just Where I come from. <laughs> <Sitting around>. <laughs> <laughs> there really isn't. And so what happened was somebody moved into my neighborhood, happened to be a little bit, you know, there's a couple bad influences in my life. Mm-hmm. Luckily, like my core friend group, like we all like stuck together through it all. Like we literally went through all these experiences where we had people from outside circles come into our circle, become a bad influence for a little small section of time. And then eventually we moved on from that bad influence. But there were older people that were able to either get us something or we would, like, the first time I got caught, like, I took it from my house. Yeah. And my friends were sleeping over and we were in the kitchen. And all of a sudden my dad walks out and I'm like, uh. He's like, see, what are you doing? That's exactly how bad of a decision it is. You are, like, 12. Oh, I'm like 12. Whatever, that's getting whatever, younger. Or, like, 14. Yes. Whatever. You have your dad's liquor in your dad's house while your dad is home. And you're like, <laughs> this is a good idea. Like, that's how absolutely just the, kids' minds don't work that way. I yeah. Mean, were, were y'all just drinking it straight from the bottle? Or were you, I'm we sure were you weren't drinking. Like making... I think it was like we had a bottle of scotch and we were mixing it with like V8 juice. Oh, we just, my God. <laughs> or Gatorade. It was dumb. It was horrible. But that was the first time we got like caught <laughs> with it. Wait, so, like, oh. what was it like to be that young, or, or do you even remember to be that young and drunk? Like, that just we doesn't were, compute to me in my mind. That night we weren't drunk, but, uh, again, like, it didn't just stop right there. You know, we we had a couple wild nights where, yeah, we would get drunk, and it was just, we didn't do anything. We just, there was a gazebo in the neighborhood, and we just hung uh-huh. out. A gazebo? Like oh, a little gazebo. wooden picture? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> And we just what? hang out there or we just hang out at somebody's house and just like Be literally drunk. do nothing. Be just drunk. Just yeah, that. And just goof around, walk around the neighborhood. That was it. And it wasn't anything that led us into any trouble, but it was something that we did. And now we look back and we all look back and kind of laugh on it, like, what stupid stuff were we doing? Meanwhile, again, like we thought everyone else was doing it. Right. We were the ones. But it wasn't like we were the bad kids. We just happened to just do that stuff, thinking that it was a cool thing to do. No, y'all were the bad kids. No, we y'all didn't were do the anything kids bad. That, no, if I, if we went to high school together, I would be like, you wouldn't have probably known because it was only like a small circle of us. It's not like I went around like, guys, I'm the plug. I wasn't. I thought you were doing it too. So I was like, cool, man. Yeah, you've probably had a couple beers. Same. I just remember like all those TV shows back in the day, like Dawson's Creek and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They would always have like that one episode <laughs> where like somebody would get drunk and they would like fall down. And then there would be like this big moment of like, this is why you shouldn't do it. And I would take that to I heart. Would too. I'd be like, I don't even, I, I don't even, I thought I would die. I like, I just, I was so scared for my life. I just <sighs> thought that I would, like, they would have those special episodes of like, or I'm sorry. 
sorry, burned into my brain is that episode of Dawson's Creek where Andy takes ecstasy and she basically almost dies because oh. you can die for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I that is burned in my brain. I'm like, I will never Mm-mm. like do crazy stuff because Mm-mm. I was scared. And that's probably a good thing. I never did. Although I, I really never did anything in high school. I remember I, because my birthday's on New Year's Day. So I had invited like a bunch of my friends to um, a New Year's Eve party at my house. And then it only ended up being like the very core group, which is like my one girlfriend and like the few guys that were like a class lower than us that that came over. Mm -hmm. And I found out way later it's because everybody else went to Steve John's house because they all got drunk. And I was like. Mm. (laughs) I was like, first, it was my birthday. Second, Mm. they got they're drinking alcohol over there, which is exactly why they didn't want to come to my house because they're like, oh, Holly's a prude. But I just didn't, I didn't know. I didn't do any of that stuff. I mean, I remember my senior year of high school and the spring break where I ended up just working at like my part-time job at this consulting firm that was owned by one of the ladies from my church. And I like spent literally the entire spring break of my senior year of high school Filling out FAFSA, answering them. Welcome to, or thank you for calling Amani Associates. My name is Miguel. How can I direct your call? Oh, nice. See, I had that down on lock, girl. And then I came back after that spring break and I'm like, oh, I made money and I registered for FAFSA. Now I'm ready to pick a college. Everyone was like, they either went to Destin <laughs> or PCB. Oh. And there were stories of uh, Eiffel Towers that happened, of group sessions. What? There was like, and I just remember being like. Yeah, like you hear stories and you're just like, "Ah, what? What? Like, I just remember being in homeroom and then being like. In high school? And I remember, and because we're on Facebook and we're live, I don't want to say the names, but if we were on the podcast, I would. I just remember that there was like these two guys. Um, oh my gosh! And they there was this one girl that did this Eiffel Tower, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And I was like, "Poor Miguel!" Like I look back at little me, and I was like, "Like the Eiffel Tower in like Paris? Like, <laughs> what do you mean?" I didn't know what that meant until like sophomore year of college. I didn't know what that meant until the very first time I heard this story from Miguel, which was like in two thousand eight. Yes, the first time I heard this story trotted uh, out, I was like. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I learned senior year of high school. And I was like, it was just so beyond anything that was like in my realm of knowledge. Because even before that point, I don't even think I was watching adult material. So like, I was just like, what I know, is like, that? Isn't it weird when your innocence kind of gets like very abruptly peeled away? Oh my like, gosh. Like whatever that it layer may be. Layer by and layer. It, it is. And yes. it's like, you remember these incidents that stick out like, this one thing, and then there was another thing, and there was one that I remember um, one of my best friends from middle school, who we didn't remain best friends in high school, um, but it was sort of like a last-ditch effort for her to, like, reach out to me to see if we could still be best friends. Our lives were growing apart. It wasn't anything bad that happened, but she went on, like, this summer vacation for, like, a month with her family oh. in between... Um, I want to say it was between eighth and ninth grade because mm-hmm. we weren't friends really that well in high school. And she'd written me, you know, used to re- write notes to each other. Right. <laughs> so she Not text, written, but no, write notes. So she wrote this whole <laughs> thing about her marvelous summer vacation story in which they went to like the boardwalk or something in like wherever there's boardwalks, Jersey. <laughs> I don't know. And she met this guy and she was like, oh, oh my God, we did it all. And then <gasps> she started like listing 
things. And oh. one of the things she listed was like, she wrote like 69. Oh! oh! And wow. when I read it, I didn't, first of all, I was like, okay, first, Ooh. what does that even mean? For real. Second of all, why would she do that with some random man she just met? <laughs> I was like, Complete, like I don't know if she thought like that would like be the peace Brit. Not like again, it would that was like gonna help us move forward in a friendship. But right. if anything, I was just like, girl, you you playing with stuff I don't even know girl, about. Like, what you talking about, honey? I'm, this is too much. I'm gonna be back over here watching Greece by myself, <laughs> eating sherbet. I know it's really interesting, like how you change so much. Like that boyfriend I talked about who worked for the student activities. <laughs> yes. Um, I remember when we broke up. Um, because I don't remember, I think it was a mutual thing where I just, he realized slowly that I was just not that experienced. I was like Mr. Goody Two Shoes. And I was like, I, like in my first semester at my uh, two-year school, I was, uh, became the, um, editor of the newspaper and RA and all the stuff. And he was like, you just want to have some fun. And I was like, but I want my career. I'm a career woman. <laughs> And I remember, like, our sort of breakup conversation when it was just like, I think we're on two different paths for life. And he was like, Miguel Fuller, trust me when I tell you, in a few years, you're going to drink, you're going to hook up, you're going to go to clubs, you're going to say bad words, you're going to do a lot of bad stuff that you don't think you're going to do. And I was like, no, I will not. I love when someone tries to tell you about you and you're so indignant about it. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I am 18 years old. <laughs> Well, he may have been confused by your intentions considering an 18-year-old you hooked up with a member of the staff and yeah. he thought you may have been a little more crazy than you were. Right. Well, and I think, too, because I was always more mature than what I seemed. Yeah. So at that time, that's when I was like, I'm going to be here for two years. And that's when I had my grand plan that I was going to transfer to this uh, Emerson College in Boston to study radio afterwards. And I was going to do my radio career. I was going to do TV. I was going to have this uh, media company where I had a cable news network, a magazine, a TV station, radio stations all across. And I had this big corporation called MF Productions. Oh, like I had this grand plan for life. And he was like, OK, this is a lot. But I was very rigid in yeah. how I thought about things. And then once I got to my four-year school and my senior year when I met my gay friends that are now we're all friends, that's when everything just fell apart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's when I was introduced to buffalo wings and ranch and alcohol. and Life has never been the same. Uh, meeting guys on apps and websites and stuff. and nothing things wrong just that. No, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong. <clears throat> I just went a little crazy. Well, you just need, you need that experience. I think that experience is it has worth. You know, like everybody has this little storyline that kind of helps shape who you are. Yeah. And just like, like I don't regret anything that I did when I was younger. All the stupid things that I did and all the craziness I got into when I was dumb young. Because now I look back, I'm like, oh, okay, it was dumb then, but it definitely has shaped me for who I am now. What do you think was the dumbest thing you did in college? Oh, and maybe. It's something that taught you the biggest lesson or something major that you went through in college that you can look back and be like, gosh, that was a dumb mistake. But I'm glad I went through it because it taught me this. Mm. Do you have any examples? <laughs> Who are you asking, Scott? Either or both of you. All of us. Oh, uh, I have one experience. I don't know. 
What was the question exactly? Um, what's the dumbest thing you did in college that then led to a big life lesson? Mm, I don't know about life lesson. Yeah, I don't know the life lesson. Because, like, at the time, like, it took years for me to understand the implications of what we had done. Um, <clears throat> but when I was 20, my I had three friends Three friends and I went because we were like on break or something. And um, two of us lived in the Cleveland area and the other two were like over by where the college was three hours away. So they came to visit us and we decided to go to like go downtown in Cleveland. Okay. Now, let me make it make it clear at my college at Ohio Northern. It's like a complete just the college is there. There's no people. There's no city. There wasn't even a McDonald's when That's I crazy. lived there. Mm. It was just like. Suddenly a college popped up in the middle of nowhere and a university. Um, so we didn't have a city to like do those things in. The bar was just like a little podunk one horse bar. You know what I mean? So we weren't used to like clubbing. And during this break when we were 20, we were like, oh, we going down to the Cleveland. We going to the flats. That's where you used to oh, go in Cleveland. Fancy. We're going to the flats and we're going to go clubbing. So we put our like little club and outfits on. And I'm pretty sure we must have like, you know, pre-gamed a little bit at someone's house and then took a cab down to um, Cleveland. And we went, and in Cleveland, it, there's a river right here that used to run through the flats. The flats is no longer really a big thing. People died because oh. they fell off of uh, balconies into the water. Like oh, Eventually, dear. they shut it down. Right. I don't even think it's a thing anymore. But the, the flats was right. All these clubs were in a line right on the water, and boats could pull up, and you could get off the boat or go down to your boat and be drinking. Like It was a, actually a pretty cool vibe. Mm. So we went, and we're 20, keep in mind, so we can't buy drinks but we're like, well, we want to drink because we've been drinking in college. Yeah. So we were trying to find people to, like, buy us drinks and stuff. And then these older guys were like, well, we have some drinks out on our boat. And we were like, okay, like, let's go get these drinks. So we clambered down the steps of this club into these this guy's boat. He and, like, several friends. And the four of us, we all get beers, and now we're all sitting around, and each guy kind of tries to, like, take one of us over to the side, and I'm like, whatever. Oh, I'm just going to use no. this man for his drinks. Oh, no. All of a sudden, we had only had time for, like, one drink, and we were, like, on our second. The the CPD, Cleveland Police Department, comes up on a boat oh. with the lights, and they're like, uh, who, who all is on this boat? And of course, since we're 20, we have big X's on our hands showing that we're <laughs> underage. And they're like, what are you doing? What, what's going on? And we're just like, I don't know. I'm sorry. And then they had a police officer from the club on the dock talking to the people on the boat. And they were like, he was like, get, up, get, out, of the, get out of the boat now. Out of the boat. So um. all of us were like. So then as we're walking out Didn't have any money Wrong music uh, So we walk out through the club Being followed by police And in that moment I was like Oh my god What if I get arrested Like I felt like I was going to throw up Because I didn't know what was about to happen And th the level of fear mm. That I had in my body That I might have to tell my mother What had just transpired Like I was beside myself so we get out of the club and the police were were very very kind to us they didn't have to be but they were like the one guy had a, a flashlight and he put it in, in each one of our faces and he was like stupid stupid <laughs> stupid stupid get out of here don't ever come back to this club and don't ever do that shit again and oh. we were like we were like Yes, sir. Okay, sir. Yes, yeah, sorry, so sorry, 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 sorry. We're like, well, we need to call it. Just get out! And we're like, okay. So then, what? What? What do you do after there's like a big like? Whoo! Some of the other girls were like, oh, 
stupid, 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 right? Well, that was fun. And then we would get together yearly for, like, pictures and, like, hold, like, fake flashlights in each other's faces <laughs> and take pictures of the CPD calling us stupid. It was only about, like, five years ago that I really thought about this experience, and I was like, we could have been drugged, yes. kidnapped, yes. and killed. Yes. Like, and it w- it literally wasn't until like five years ago when we were sort of reminiscing like we would, but we were like, what is wrong You don't with us? get on a stranger's boat and then start accepting their drinks because I'm sure they weren't pouring them in front of you. They probably went back to somewhere and poured the drinks and- I mean, it was beer, but that doesn't mean it couldn't have been, you know- Right. They could have put something in it. They could have opened it up for it. Like, I'm sure you don't remember if it was opened or closed. I have no idea. But I don't could, even know what kind of beer it was. It right. Was but beer. they could have easily, oh, after yeah. I've been watching Dexter now, um, could have popped <laughs> Which it open. Is why the police officer was calling us stupid. But we were just, we just joked about that for a long time. For like 10 years, oh we joked gosh. about it because we were like, whatever, nothing happened. Literally like five years ago when we were going through the story, we all were like, after like some of us are now mothers and we're like. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, like, are you going to tell uh, Maya that story when she's in high school to be like, don't get on some random man's boat? Yes, I actually will. And I but that's the problem. So now maybe we could connect over this. I didn't for me and everybody kind of goes on their own experience. Mm-hmm. All my bad behavior didn't start till I went to college at right. age like, you know, 18, 19. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I have time. But then I hear a story like Scott's and I'm like. Maybe I don't got that much time. Like, mm-hmm. when do I need to start having these conversations? Ah, you know what's interesting? I think it does get, well, it just depends because now I didn't have, like, I think there was MySpace when I was in middle school. Maybe. I might have been on it. I don't think I was. But now I feel like the pressure would be even higher if you're one of those younger kids because you're just, you're constantly seeing. I remember I would constantly see pictures of people at parties and that was like, y'all are partying? Like, I need to be partying. Like, that was the vibe. And yeah. that, just in my little town of Vero, I couldn't imagine what it would be like growing up here because there's no doubt that you're going to see you know, younger kids all over their Instagrams, all over their Snapchats. That's probably the biggest one of, like, oh, partying at the house, red solo cups. Like, we did it. And that was just the beginning of social media. I can't imagine how rampant it is now, sending pictures back and forth. And I think it's either just smarter to have the conversation now, might as well just Put the knowledge into their head so when they're in those situations, at least it's there. Mm. Because if you don't know, then that's when, because I saw plenty of friends. Oh, my gosh, I have stories where, you know, like one of my best friends, he probably had alcohol poisoning at 14. Like legitimately, now that we look back and we're like, oh, my God, we were so dumb. Good Lord. It was 14? terrifying. And Ugh. luckily, you know, everything was okay and we got everything. Like, but to have the knowledge now of like, how serious that could have been? Yeah. It would be very helpful because that was a, a freaky moment back then. And we had, you know, not necessarily my friends, but I think one of the lessons that I learned, I don't know how much in detail I could tell about the things I've done. I don't know. Maybe we have to turn off the mic really quick and just like. I mean, it's the podcast. You're fine. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, there used to be this thing called. Ah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be. Okay. So there used to be this thing called Spice. Spice was like a synthetic marijuana. Wait, oh. was that the thing that made that man yes. eat off the yes. other guy's face in Miami? Yes, Keep that in mind, okay? The man, the face-eating yes. man was on Spice. And Spice was it's legal. It's fake weed. It's fake Spike, weed. You could, you could get it from a gas station. Well, when I was younger, the, there was a bad influence in my life. Somebody that was older. And me and my friends. And 
he gave us that. He, like, the first thing I ever even, like, I tried to, like, smoke was that. Not knowing anything about it. Luckily, it didn't do anything. Luckily, it was whatever happened. How old were you? 14, 15. You could have been a a, a Florida boy. Not a Florida man, but a Florida boy eating off another person's face with that stuff. Which is crazy because a couple years later in high school, somebody just in our circle... Like was rushed to the ER because they were off. Like while like there's a football game going on, him and a couple people were off smoking spice. Got rushed to the hospital because mm-hmm. of it, and it's not knowing. I was young. I had no idea what this stuff was. I was like, oh, okay, you know, sure, let's do it. Luckily, it wasn't anything worse. Right. Looking back now, it's like I wish I would just have the knowledge going yeah. in. But this was so new, nobody knew anything about it. Yeah. You know, until those stories came out of somebody doing something crazy, eating someone's face, like just. Bonkers. Yeah. But the lesson I take from it is like, you know, one, just it allowed me to always question and always allow myself, one, to say no. Like, that would have mm-hmm. been a great time for me and my friends to look at each other and be like, what are we doing? Mm-mm. But in the moment, we're like, oh, sure, you're yeah. doing it, I'm doing it. Dumb. But uh, we were so young, we had no idea what the stuff was. And, and to our knowledge from the other outside sources, this was perfectly fine. It right. would be okay. Because it's, it's quote, not unquote, really legal drugs. Too. Right. And so that was weird because then, like I said, a couple months or a couple years later, somebody's in the hospital because of the same thing. And I was yeah. like, God, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm so lucky that my mom instilled in me this sense of independence that I've always had. That even in, in face of peer pressure back in college and, in, or, and I didn't do anything in high school, really, but I was always like. What are you paying my bills? I don't care. You can call me lame, stupid, dumb, whatever. I'm not doing it. Cause yeah. are are you gonna be the one that's gonna get me a full time job? When, but like, cause I I always had the future in mind. Yeah. But that's be- also just part of who who you are. That's right. part of your personality. Mm-hmm. Because I always knew that the situation that I grew up in wasn't the best, and that I wanted to do everything to get out of it. And I was like, those are blocks in getting me to where I want to be. So you can. Put the booze and the cigarettes in front of me all you want to, but it's not going to make me do it. And you can say anything you want to, but unless you have a gun to my head and you have my mouth open, bye, bitch. Yeah. I ain't doing it. And the cool thing is, though, at college is that there were people who didn't want to drink. or yeah. And, like, as long as you're vocal about it, oh, usually yeah. people respect that. And right. there's a lot more people that don't than you realize. I remember, like, being in college and having so many friends be like, no, nah, I'm not, and be like, oh, I'm good. Okay, cool. And that's, I mean, I and I think it was after, like, my freshman or sophomore year, I was like, like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to, like, rage hard anymore. And I had friends that were still going off the wall, like, almost every night. And I was like, Ooh. yeah, no, guys, I, I got other things. It's time to start prioritizing a little bit more other right. than that. Wow. Well, mine isn't as bad as either of you two because I didn't drink till like, almost the end of college. Um, but mine actually dealt with just learning how – to say no and taking on too much. So my end of my sophomore year, when I was graduating from my two-year school, I think I was taking like 18 hours or something like that, like a crazy amount of classes. And with all the newspaper stuff and student government and RA stuff, like I just remember I was just done. I was ragged. Yeah. And the day before we graduated, I think I had like three finals that day. Um, I had like some just wrapping up of things being on campus and then I had to pack my dorm room up because my mom and grandma were coming down to help me take all my stuff back to Atlanta before I went to Georgia Southern. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I like go all day doing my final studying, and I remember like falling asleep in the middle of my sociology final Ooh. because I was just so tired from studying and packing and everything. And so that was that Thursday afternoon. And so then that night, that Thursday, I was like trying to say bye to all my friends that were going to different schools, the people that lived in that small town in Douglas, Georgia, Coffee County. And I was like just trying to do it all and also pack up my dorm room. So it was like three o'clock in the morning and graduation was the next that Friday morning at like 11 or 10 a.m. in the morning. And I was up till like three or four and my mom was coming down, my family for graduation. And then I just remember hearing a knock at the dorm room door. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is someone, like, trying to wake me up to be ready for the graduation ceremony? Open up the door, and it's one of the security officers from the college. And they're like, uh, Miguel, do you know what time it is? And you know how, like, when you're just so exhausted still oh. when you wake up and you're confused and you're like, is it Monday or am I in space? Right. Like, I don't know which one it is. Could be yes. either. It was like 11.45, and the graduation ceremony started at 11, and they were like, literally, they almost stopped the graduation ceremony in the middle of it, because I was mentioned several times to, like, stand up as the student government president and stuff, and, like, Miguel was nowhere to be seen. I didn't file in. When they mentioned me on stage, I was nowhere, and then my mom, of course, she was like, he's been murdered! Ah, He's been murdered! So she like stands up in the middle of the ceremony and like runs out of the auditorium and there's like this frantic like on campus search for me Mm. and I'm just in my dorm room sleeping. Sleeping. Oh my gosh. And that's when I realized that like you can't do Do everything. Mm -hmm. You literally can't. I was like, I can do this. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I ended up missing my entire uh, two year school graduation for my associate's degree because I thought I could do everything. Can't do it. You can't. You can't do everything. So there we go. That was a fun little walk down memory lane. Yeah, I don't know what the Ah. whole point of this podcast was supposed to be, but that was fun. Hashtag memories. Ah, Um, That's all it's there for. Okay. Lessons. Lessons. Hashtag lessons. Life lessons. Don't get on a strange man's boat. Don't do zombie drugs when you're young. Well, the moral of the story is it's okay to say no. It's okay to look at each other and be like, this is dumb. Mm. We don't need to do this. This is not going to make you cool. Did you have the D.A.R.E. program? I we oh, did. I won the dare writing contest in fifth grade. A lot of good that did. Hey, well, okay. Like, it worked for me. I like <laughs> to look at it more as, like, who I am now. Yes. I did a lot of stuff dumb between, like, 14 and, like, 16. Uh, that was your, everybody was, like, needs dumb. a time. It's just that yours happened to be younger than ours. Yeah, and again, but now, I like, I don't do anything. Now I'm like, now I'm like a grandpa. I know. Now I feel like I try to peer pressure you into drinking. I'm like, Scott, it's Friday. Come on, have a cocktail. And you're like, have a cup of tea. Have a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, like a little wine or something here and there. But now it's, you know, it's not as appealing as it once was. Mm. Well, I, I do think that, Holly, for you, really explaining everything yes. to Maya uh, will help. Yeah. So she's not so shocked by it, and it isn't something, like, new and forbidden, you know? It's like— Well, also— mm. uh, This is on Facebook. Never mind. I was going to say, and this is not shocking. I mean, this is this is known— but, like, she's seen people drinking at her dad's house. So right. she understands already at seven yeah. about what alcohol is. Because right. I don't really drink in front of her. I, I don't, I, I was always like, my parents never really drank around me. So I guess that in my mind, that's just what you did. So I just, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a different culture at his house. Yeah. So she's seen it. So we've already had some conversations about, like, alcohol being a grown-up drink. So right. we've, like, the 
the the topic has been broached. So it is not going to be a huge leap to go to different things. I just wonder if there's a way because I remember like I, literally up until I turned 21, it's just it's so appealing. You want to have a drink because it's just everyone's doing it. It looks it literally I guess the easy way to say it is it looks like the cool thing to do, whether it's advertising or the way the drinks look or the way people act when they're doing it. And until you turn 21, you're like Oh, wait, it's not that great. Like, now I don't really, like, feel the need to be like, oh, I got to get a drink every time I go out. But I remember right until then, anytime we went anywhere, like, me and my friends would be like, man, I wish we could just drink because it looks like the cool thing to do. And I wonder if there's a way to, like, slowly approach it as, like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Because the bigger I feel like it's this oh, yeah. forbidden thing, like, that was a crave for me. I was like, this looks awesome. Because you can't. Because we can't. And that's, you know, that's what led us to do the dumb things when we are stupid young Luckily, because of those weird experiences, I'm not saying I would advise this, absolutely not, but that appeal left sooner than it did for others, and we didn't have such harsh consequences as it did for other people that waited so long, and it became this huge thing that was like, I can't wait to drink, and then they went way overboard, and a lot of stupid things could happen. Well, I wonder, too, because I think one of the great things that you do, Holly, as a parent is that you teach lessons about yeah. what it means, uh, what consequences mean. And so I wonder if, because you can't get away from the scenes uh, on media oh, yeah. of alcohol. I mean, you know, our show is the media, and, you know, you hear us talking about, hey, we're doing blown off ball, we're going to be having some drinks, we're having corona. You know, so we are a part of that, you know, glamour glamorizing of drinking. Mm-hmm. So what if you're like, yes, it is fun, but here are the other side effects of it. Like you can have a fatty liver, you can get addicted to it, and you can lose control of all your bodily functions and end up in awkward places mm. where like you present like, yes, it is fun, but then also here are the consequences to it. So you have to take it, you have to treat it responsibly, sort of like with, with, with driving. I mean, that's one of the things that my mom taught me is like, you got to respect the road and respect the car. Yeah. You know, and if you do that, then you're in good hands and you realize that you're not the end all be all to everything around you on the road. And if you treat alcohol like that, then maybe she'll be in a better position to understand. And like, all right, if I'm in high school and someone offers me a drink, maybe I'll have a sip of one if I make it myself. And, you know, Mm. I make sure that I have Uber or I can call mom. And there's all these safeguards in place to where it's not a complete shock to the system. I'm just telling you, it's very overwhelming. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Because, like, like, in the moment, it's it's not like there's, like, a bell that rings and is like, hey, this is going to stick in your kid's mind for the next 30 years, so make it good. Right. Like, it could be that moment, or it could be one that goes in one ear and out the other, and you thought it was your best work as a parent. Like, it's just so overwhelming to know how much to give at one time, or how little, or which direction. It's just, it's just tough. That's fine. We'll just let her see old uh, drunk Uncle Miguel. Oh, dear. And then she'll be like, I never want to do that again. No, well, I, well, I will definitely point out the consequences are always uh, what get, get you. Like, your actions have consequences. And she's learning stuff like that now. So right. it's good. Scott, what's all your social media? So I am at Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. <laughs> that's very nice. Uh, mine is Radio Holly. That's H-O-L-L-Y. I never spell it for you, but it's just the normal one. <laughs> Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, everywhere that you want to be. 
I am there usually except for Twitch because I just don't get it. Nope. <laughs> um, make sure to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Spotify, on the Hot 101.5 app, or at hot1015tampabay.com. Platypus Posse! All right, until Wednesday. Bye! Catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.